Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today, Dynasty. I am your host, Heath Cummings, joined by my friend, Dave Richard. We are here for what I would say is a special edition of Fantasy Football Today, Dynasty, because we are going to answer your Dynasty questions live right here on air. Yes, we have some kind of a mailbag type show. We have some questions we've already stocked up from the emails, but mostly we want to talk to you. We want to know what your questions are about Dynasty. Dave, how pumped up are you for this? I like these types of of podcasts, live streams. I like the interaction. I've always been a big fan of that. And just the fact that our answers should be able to help dynasty managers almost regardless of platform, Mm -hmm. almost regardless of league settings. I I think that that's something that I have always enjoyed about answering questions is we tend to answer in a way where it's not just like only one person is going to get help with our answer. We'll be able to help everybody. We'll give opinions on the players. That'll help people. And that's what we're in the business of doing, Heath, is, is helping people win their dynasty leagues. And the one thing we don't do a great job of, especially me, is talking about DSTs and kickers. And I know a lot of people still have those in their league, and I act kind of annoyed about it. So I'm going to present you with a DST fact to start the show. Because I know some of you play in leagues with DSTs, and this just stunned me, Dave. In fact, so much, I'm expecting you to go research it after and tell me I was actually wrong. The Kansas City Chiefs have been a top 12 DST for nine years in a row, including four top five finishes in the last nine years. They just barely made the top 12 last year. They were actually tied for 11th at 8.2 points per game. And this is one of the things that kind of bothers me about DST scoring. Like you say it's top 12, but what were the scoring settings? Right. Because there, that seems to vary from league to league much more so than PPR versus non-PPR. How many points for a passing touchdown? Like right. it, it almost seems like, like if I told you 95% of the leagues either count four or six points for a passing touchdown, you, you wouldn't bat an eye. That's usually what, what we see. Uh, or, you know, 0.1 for a rushing yard or one point every 10 rushing yards. That's usually what we see. There is so much variance in scoring systems when it comes to DSTs that it's it's a little tougher to quantify what's a top 12. But if you use standard scoring at CBS as the basis, and that's basically two points for every turnover, a uh, point for every sack, six points for every touchdown. I think there's some bonuses if you keep right. a team under 300 total yards. Uh, and certainly if you keep them under 21 points then yeah they're they're top 12 but they well, were tied for 11th with the with the packers well i year. my one of my biggest things is like i have a hard time determining what should be a good fantasy dst like the chiefs were second last year in sacks which was surprising to me they also gave up the most passing touchdowns in the nfl so were they good or were they bad and i think that's why as hayden says here i like hearing your thoughts on dsts and kickers because i'm currently trying to convince my dynasty league to finally remove those positions and that is exactly how i felt as well but i know a lot of you haven't done that yet so there's your dst stat of the not of the day because we're not doing that again not the week for sure maybe this year possibly the off season <laughs> there will not be a lot of dst stats moving forward there will be a lot of your questions answered how many it's gonna be partially determined by you i was going to say we're not going to answer chat questions until we get to 100 likes so dave a far more generous person than i said we should answer one question from the chat for every 20 likes that we get. That's going to be a lot more of your questions answered and a lot sooner in the show. So smash the like button. Thomas will tell me when we have 20 likes, we'll answer the first question from the chat. Until then, 
We'll start with a few listener emails we have, including one that Dave just sent me this morning, and I thought it was a good place to start because it will basically function as the news and notes portion of our show as well. Delvin Cook still currently, I believe, check your phone, Dave, a Minnesota Viking, but we don't expect that to continue for much longer at all. So Chris emailed Dave and asked, if Cook gets released, where do you see Madison's running back rank? Now, we talked about this very issue on the show yesterday from a redraft perspective. Jamie and I did both placing Alexander Madison in the late round three, early round four range as an RB2. You feel pretty good with that assessment somewhere in that range, Dave? Yes, uh, I think that's almost exactly where uh, he'll be for me. You peg it around 40th overall is where he'd go. I would imagine that the closer we get to the start of the season, the higher he'll go in drafts. You know, if some, something could happen where, you know, another running back in front of him gets hurt or Alexander Madison runs for a 23-yard touchdown in the preseason and he gets steamed up into round three. Uh, a couple of numbers for you that you might be interested in, Heath. Uh, the 25-year-old running back Alexander Madison, eight career games with 15 or more touches. In those games, he's given you at least 15 fantasy points six times, five of them coming in 2021, none of them last year because he didn't have any games with 15-plus touches last year. And in those five 2021 games where he did have those 15-plus fantasy points, 4.2 yards per carry, five targets per game, 4.4 catches per game, 9.6 yards per catch. This is a three-down back. This is somebody – who could absolutely handle the Dalvin Cook role in Minnesota moving forward. And so I I would, after hearing those numbers, I I almost wonder if round four could be too late and people will be too excited about him, thinking that there's a chance he can get 1,300 total yards, nine touchdowns, 10 touchdowns, and maybe even 40 catches on the season. That sounds like the profile of a running back that you would take with a top 20 pick, not a top 40 pick. Now, but all that, and you factor all that talk about 2023 into the dynasty value. And that's where it gets really, really difficult for me because we're doing kind of the same thing with Tony Pollard right now. Pollard, a year older than Madison, has never been a lead running back. I tweeted about this yet last year. He had 193 carries last year. That's the most Tony Pollard's had since high school. And I'm not sure he had more than that in high school, but he's never had a 200 carry season in the information that we have available. And so when you have a back that's never shown the ability to be that full workhorse guy, at least for Madison's case, in the NFL over a full season, and 25 with a pretty uncertain future beyond this year, but Mm. has the upside to be a borderline top 12 running back also this year, how you rank that in Dynasty, I think, says something about your philosophy. Like, I have Tony Pollard right now at RB18 in Dynasty. I would think Madison would have to be behind Tony Pollard. I have yeah. Ramondre Stevenson right in that same range. He would have to be behind Ramondre Stevenson. I'm thinking for dynasty purposes, once Cook is released, Madison would move somewhere into that RB25 range in the same range as older guys like Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones, who we think will be better this year, but and younger guys like James Cook and Zach Charbonnet, who we think Madison would be better than. Well, I, I think the whole the basis of that is uncertainty. We don't know how good he'll be this year, and that'll determine just how much usage he gets moving forward. And I, I think for Madison to be ranked significantly higher than where you're talking about having him ranked, and I think that that sticker shock might fall in for dynasty managers who have Madison and want to try and shop him. They're hearing you say that he's a top 25 type of running back in Dynasty, and they're going, whoa, 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 this guy's more like top 15. He pumped those bricks because they might be thinking about moving him. But if he has a good year in 2023, I think it almost buys him another season and a half of getting a huge workload and being a really good running back. But anything short of having a really good year, and the Vikings can move on from him pretty right. easily. There, there would be a salary cap hit of about $4 million bucks if they decide that Alexander Madison isn't their guy. But what they could end up doing is pairing Madison with a draft pick in next year's uh, NFL draft. And Madison's in a timeshare with this guy. I don't think that's necessarily the style that Kevin O'Connell wants. I think he wants to have one running back there in Minnesota. And so I, I almost think that because we've seen him with a workhorse load – uh, we we've kind of we definitely saw it in college, 
And we've seen it when he's been given the opportunity in the pros. I just laid it out for you. He does fine. Yeah. I'd be on the optimistic side that Alexander Madison can can at least have an, a, a, a plus efficient year as the top running back in Minnesota once they move on from Dalvin. You know, there's also this situation, Heath, where the Vikings realize, all right, we're not going to get anything in trade for Dalvin Cook. We can't even, you know, move up one round in next year's draft form. Why not just keep him? Why let him go out in the free agency and ultimately help another team, even if he's a part-time back? Keep that running back strength on your team. And then that muddies the whole thing for Minnesota because I don't think Dalvin will get that full workload unless he just absolutely comes out of the right. gate red hot. He wasn't that last year. And then Madison's value takes a hit, obviously, because he'd have at worst be you know splitting 50-50 with Dalvin Cook. He might be in the exact same boat that he was in with Dalvin Cook last year. So it would be a whole mess to think about. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think you can make a move to acquire Madison until Dalvin Cook, and then he gets too gets expensive. And then he gets too expensive. In, in my in my mind, now we have another Maybe. situation like this hanging up in the air. One of them was: Are we actually going to get twenty likes? That happened. So good job, guys. Cool. We will answer the first question, and that question not not completely related, but kind of related because the, of the uncertainty. How are we putting a value on D-Hop, DeAndre Hopkins, for Dynasty Leagues until he finds a team? And that that's a, a good point. Like, his value could really change drastically if he goes to a team that's a great situation for winning a Super Bowl but not as good a situation for fantasy. Or if he goes somewhere where he's just going to see 170 targets again but with a mediocre quarterback. And so, Dave, I have been pretty skeptical of DeAndre Hopkins, and I was going into last year as well. And when he played, he was very good. Looked like he had still had plenty left in the tank. Will be 31 years old when the next season starts. I've got him, like how I value him right now, is wide receiver 40. That valuation has not changed since the Cardinals cut him. He's 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 a, a high end number four wide receiver with the potential I view to perform as a borderline top 12 guy this year. But the risk that at any point he could have no real dynasty trade value. And I've got him in our dynasty league. Yeah. And so I, I, I get where you're coming from. And I think if I tried to trade him, I remember when I acquired him, it took a first round pick to get him. He was part of a package deal. But I, I, I don't think there's any way anybody would give up uh, even what they think would be a late first-round pick. I have him valued almost exactly the same as a 2024 second-round pick, which, I, again, in your situation as a contender, there's no reason no you would way. take that. No, but there not are players like at receiver. in that same range, including Amari Cooper, yep. um, which who could get ruined by DeAndre Hopkins at any moment. Yeah. Or I think if you were selling Hopkins and wanting to get younger at wide receiver— the guy, I, the guy who I have right in front of him is Jonathan Mingo. The guy who I have him right behind him is Kadarius Tony. And I think because I'm a contending team with mm -hmm. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, I'm going to lean toward keeping him. As much as I'm intrigued by Tony and and Mingo, and then in my head I'm thinking, what if I offered him straight up for Alexander Madison? Would I be able to get Madison for DeAndre Hopkins? I think would today I take you would. That chance. Yeah. I almost, I almost want to make the offer to the person in our league who has Madison just to see what he'd say. But my guess is he's he's a he's a contending team too. I, I'm not sure if he would do that. And really, I, I, I think a good point from Jasmine here in the chat. Hopkins was a target hog still when he played last year. He is an all time great. Right. But when you're playing dynasty, you also have to worry like that could end tomorrow, and I've lost all of my value. It's worth would he be now. would he be that target hog if he went to Buffalo or Kansas nope. City? Yes, I don't. I think no, he'd yes. get a lot of targets, Heath. I just don't think it would be in the one forty range, like we want to see from him. There's two things that have happened here that have made me a little bit nervous. Number one, the fact that he wasn't immediately scooped up in the wake of his release from Arizona. That tells me that a couple of teams are taking a very slow approach with DeAndre Hopkins, which means that's the league telling us mm -hmm. that he's not that elite caliber type of wide receiver anymore. Oh, or if that team, he wants $23 million a year and he wants to play for a Super Bowl contender, and that math doesn't work for anybody. Right, and so now he's – and now there are rumors that he's going to Cleveland or Houston, and uh, that, that kind of worries me too because both of those spots, I don't know if I'd love – I don't know if I'd love him as much 
Here, I, I'm still going to like him. Here's but I don't take. know if I'd love him as much if he goes to Cleveland. Houston's one of those teams where I think the volume hog factor would absolutely be there for him. I think he could get back. For fantasy, it would be great. And maybe for his wallet, it might be great. But for his chances of winning a ring, eh, not so good, Heath. Um, but I, I think if you've got Hopkins in Dynasty, just hang on to him and enjoy what he gives you this year. Yeah, I, I 100% believe, and I don't know if this is a hot take or not, the Houston Texans are the best fantasy landing spot for him. I think he would probably be a top 10 wide receiver again if he was healthy because C.J. Stroud is a good quarterback and would throw to him over and over and over again. That was the first question from the chat. That We got that one at 20 likes. I kind of thought by the time we finished the first one, we'd already be at 40 likes. It'd be time for another question from the chat. We're not at 40 likes yet, so let's go to the emails. We've got an email here from Mark in Jacksonville. And David's a little bit of a long one. I'm going to try to shorten it up a little bit, but it's I like it. He says they're doing a uh, salary cap draft for their startup, and somebody wants to trade their 2024 first-round pick for more salary cap cash in the startup. Mm. Okay. And so the first question is, should you be able to do that? And my answer is unequivocally 100% yes. Put as few restrictions on people trading as Thank possible. Allow you. people to trade. The second question was, it, what's it worth? Like, how do, you, how do you do that when you're talking about a 2024 first that we have no idea who's going to be on the guy's team and he's trying to acquire more salary cap budget which is a $200 budget for that first auction that they have. Mm-hmm. You have any, I, I, I had a hard time wrapping my brain around this. And then we'll get to the third question, which I thought was a really good one as well. But what, any idea what you would want to, uh, to give up your 2024 first? To give up my 2024 first. Let's I mean, use a percentage. Right. So that, that player could be one of the top quarterbacks that's in college football, could be one of the top receivers. We've, let's, let's assume that it's Marvin Harrison Jr. That's going to be the one-on-one next year. Now, that's a guy that we've seen play well. We, we're, I basically have the same anticipation for him as I did with Jamar Chase when Jamar Chase was tearing it up at LSU mm-hmm. and then didn't even play his last year at LSU because of COVID. He was just waiting to, to get into the NFL. I, I think Harrison can have that type of upside. To get a future number one type of, I almost would ask for the entire shebang of of your of your cap. You know, but, leave you with enough to get you by in the draft. You know, you, you get to keep you know fifty bucks of your salary cap. I'd want the rest. So I, no, I I think, but we're talking about a twenty twenty four first. I know the but that twenty twenty four first is going to be a really good player. If I'm giving that up and getting extra salary cap money. I guess that would, yeah. I, I, I was thinking twenty five percent, because that could oh, also no, be the one. Go higher. It could also be the one twelve. Like you could be, you could be trading your so salary cap true. startup money for Jonathan Mingo. Right. It's 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 a it's not a guarantee that'll be Marvin Harrison. So let me take a step back. If I knew it was going to be the one hundred one, I would ask for the world. If I knew it was going to be the one twelve, and it was going to be somebody along the lines of Jonathan Mingo. So uh, I, I might give up like less than 25%. I, I think so, you have to look at it because it's the draft yeah. is starting. Like the chances are it could be anything. So There's you no, middle it. Okay. Yeah. What's, what's what the one Oh six next year going to be? It's certainly not going to be Marvin Harrison. It's probably not going to be, it could be a quarterback if it's a one quarterback yeah. league. So you're, you're thinking 25%. I would try and ask for more than that. I and, would try and get closer to like 40%. Just because just, what if, what if you absolutely botch it? Now, at the same time, if you're hold on a second, if I'm getting 25 to 40 percent extra on my budget for this startup, mm-hmm. my team's going to be really, really good in 2023. So yeah. that that pick that I'm giving up, it's not going to be you go 20 percent now. Maybe I think yeah. I, I think I'd settle for 20 to 25 percent. But, you know, me, Heath, I'm trying to maximize value at every turn. I would start at 30 percent. And then he he um, he actually asked like the three ways which which one would you rather do like just go at it oh. with your full budget or trade the first and it doesn't have to be a salary cap situation now it's like when you go into a startup would you like to trade your 2024 first away to get more picks in that startup to try to win year one I've played in dynasty leagues with Dave I know that's happened often and I, and I play I, actually two leagues I think you may have won the first year of Yolo or you went for I went to the to the playoffs right. We, we are in the Razball Superflex League. I've won the first two years of that league. Yep. I think we should just cancel the league. Um, <laughs> like, I think win now 
is my preferred method. It's yours as well. Me right? too. Yeah, it's it's and it's fun to rebuild. It's but that's the great thing. You can go win now. Try to win year one. If it doesn't work, then you can rebuild and do the thing you were going to do when you just tried to acquire picks. I think we are at forty likes. Ding ding ding. Says Thomas. Let me ask you a quick question before you get to that question, before you get to our next chat question, Heath. What's the average amount of time that you've spent on a rebuild in Dynasty? Two years. Okay. Yeah, you're basically throwing away two seasons is my average. I've had one and I've had three, but two's average. Both times I've done it, it's been one year. Yeah. And I'm back at it. So I'll accept your answer as what the average might be for a dynasty manager who who goes for the win, whether you get it or not, you know you're going to rebuild eventually. It'll take you two seasons to get back. That could also happen. You know, just because I've got an extra 30% of cap to spend in the startup doesn't guarantee me a championship. What happens if I pick all the wrong players? Things go sideways. Now I'm out my number one pick next year. So to answer your question, which way would I rather go? I think if I can just maximize value and get that 30% plus, so in a two hundred dollar budget, we're talking about sixty bucks or more yep. for that one for my number one in twenty twenty four. I'd take it. Otherwise, I'm hanging on to it. There we go. We're going to do two questions this time because the first one's just for fun. Matt asks if you two could name Azers League, what would it be called? Dave, I'm putting you on the spot. I did not give you any time to prepare, so I want you to just think about that question. I also take suggestions in the chat. What should Azers Dynasty League be called? Whenever it just happens to pop into your head, Dave, the perfect name. I've already got it's it. Going to. What is it? Cockroach Wallet. Cockroach Wallet Dynasty League. That is either spectacular or terrible. I'll let the chat tell us. Ted. The diehard listeners will, will understand the wallet part of it, and the recent listeners will understand the cockroach part of it. I am speculating on Madison as well as Khalil Herbert. Where does Herbert land if he is the starter week one? Dave, my feelings on this is not as high as Alexander Madison. Agreed. Her- Herbert's uh, we- already come out and said this is going to be a committee. Mm-hmm. He's going to be sharing with at least one guy, I think two guys. I currently have Herbert ranked right around RB40, I believe. If he was named the starter, that would go up. Man, I just guessed RB40, and then I went and looked at my rankings. It was exactly RB40. That feels good. Yeah, um, nice. Yeah, I, I, it would go up a little bit. He, I don't see him cracking my top 30 running backs until he has like a full season as a starter. I'm going to Chicago next week uh, to take in Bears minicamp. We're going to write a story on them for our annual magazine. Khalil Herbert is one of the players that I hope I get the chance to spend a little time with. And I, I you've heard the Bears say it. They want to use multiple running backs. They kind of did last year, and Herbert was one of those guys. I think – I think he's a little bit different than the other running backs that they have on the roster. I think he's more elusive, and I think he's a little faster than Roshan Johnson and Deontay Foreman. And therefore, I think he's got a chance to be the best running back in Chicago. And if he has a breakout year, then he could last who knows how many more seasons as the 1A back in Chicagoland. I agree with you, though. He's in that same range as Madison. Um, I believe he's younger than Madison. It might not be by more than a year. I can probably look it up and and tell you, but long story short, I, I think he's absolutely in that same range. And if someone offered me a, a, a future two form, I'd probably say no. He, they're the same age. They're both 25. Uh, I do like his schedule for next year. I think that that's going to help him out a lot too. And just great metrics from him. So we, we've already got our first suggestion. It has to be something that can use YPC for an acronym. I like that qualifier. Give me your best YPC league name. And then the second one was the Adam Azer Fading Mustard League because Azer absolutely hates mustard. One of his bad food takes, definitely not his worst. We have 45 likes. We are 15 likes away from answering a couple more questions or just one. If you don't have any more funny questions, we'll have to see. Let's go to another email. This is from Alex from a town near. Oh, man, I can't even say where the town is near, Dave. Conshohocken? Sounds good to me. Where is, uh, give me a town near that. New York City. New York City, probably. That seems like it's a place that's in either New Jersey or Connecticut. It's in Pennsylvania. Actually, I'm way off. You know where it's near? Where? West Conshohocken. Oh, yes. Okay, that makes sense. I'm not even lying. Oh, hold on. And then further southwest of that is Conshohocken Station. 
a whole trio of cities in the Conshohocken district of Pennsylvania, which I assume is Western there, Pennsylvania. This is a suburb of Philadelphia. Okay, there. so he traded Trevor Lawrence, Elijah Moore, and the 2024 first that he says projects as late for C.D. Lamb. It's a one-quarterback oh, league. Awesome. Lawrence, awesome. Elijah Moore, and a 2024 first for C.D. Lamb. And it projects as late, which means that his team would have to absolutely um, – poo-poo the bed in order for it to be a good first-round pick. I love it. C.D. Lamb is one of the elite players in fantasy, especially if it's PPR. He said it was full PPR. If he were redrafting, C.D. Lamb would be a first-round pick. Trevor Lawrence would not be in a one-quarterback league. Okay, so he has – you said it's obviously a, a win-now situation, and I think that's probably right. But his quarterbacks in a one-quarterback league are Jared Goff and Kyler Murray. So, Do you still love it? Yeah, I do. Just no, you feel comfortable going in with that combination of quarterbacks into the 2023 season when you're trying to win a championship. You can always try and find a way to upgrade on that. And Kyler is a piece that he might be able to do that with. He could probably take now one of his bench receivers with Kyler and see if he can get another quarterback that's better than Jared Goff. But Goff's got some decent value here. He's I don't think he's going away as fast as we thought he was going to. I'm really kind of surprised because I know that I'm like I had a, just a little bit of hesitation, and I know I am. I think the lowest guy on Trevor Lawrence. I have Lawrence and the first basically worth almost what C.D. Lamb is, and so the Elijah Moore might have been enough to put put it over the top for me. I would call that pretty much an even trade, a win for both teams. Hmm. No, you, I don't you, see it that way. I you got a full A for the Lamb side. Hmm. Full A grade for the Lamb side? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. One more Best player in the here. deal. Dear Ethan, Pete, Jack, Jerry, and Charlie. You can get this one, Dave. I know it. Ethan, Pete, Jack, Jerry, and Charlie. Ethan, Pete, Jack, Jerry, and Charlie. I have absolutely no idea. Those are all characters Tom Cruise has played. I didn't really think you could get it, but I just wanted you to think about it for Did a you second. get I, that? No, you knew that? Not at all. I took over a dumpster fire. How did you figure that out? <laughs> in a 10-team dynasty league, four points per passing touchdown. This team will not be competitive for years to come. My quarterbacks are Jalen Hurts and Desmond Ritter. I have an offer of Sam Howell and two firsts, a 2024 first and a 2025 first for Jalen Hurts. No. It's obviously a good team. No. You would not take the deal. No. Not in a super flex for Jalen Hurts. If we're starting a dynasty super flex right now, uh-huh. is Hurts the third pick, the second pick, or the first pick? He would be I, the second. Second In a four-point per passing touchdown league, he'd probably be the second pick. Yeah, I'm not giving that up for two firsts in the future years and Sam Howell. And Howell might end up being a, a capable quarterback for Washington. Right. I don't care. It's not enough. I, well, I think, and I think you look at it. When you look at a roster that's just awful, but has Jalen Hurts, just a, t- a terrible, terrible team. But ha- and I had this situation just a year and a half ago with Patrick Mahomes. It was easier for me to not sell Patrick Mahomes because of his style of play and thinking, even if it takes me three years to rebuild, I've got seven to 10 years of elite Patrick Mahomes. There's no way I would trade that. If it took three years. Like if this guy's really, and it's a 10 team league. So if Jalen Hurts is your only good player, it is going to take a while because you've got to build a lot better roster in a 10 team league. Um, Like how, if you took him three years to rebuild, how valuable is Jalen Hurts to him right now? Still pretty valuable. You would take three firsts for him? Or you would just say, I'm going to be good before Jalen Hurts value declines. You're going to be good before Jalen Hurts' value declines. And I could see a a day coming, let's call it four years from now, where Jalen Hurts is not running as much. This happens to all rushing quarterbacks. They Mm -hmm. eventually do stop to – they dial it back. They don't run as much as they used to. And when that happens, then you might say, oh, I wish I had taken that trade. And if you don't win the championship, then you'll say, oh, I wish I had taken that trade. But the whole point of having Jalen Hurts on your team in a dynasty is that he's going to help you win your fantasy league. So – I, I'm, I'm hanging on to him. It's not enough. Three firsts. 
Are we talking about a first in 2024, 2025, and 2026? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Now, if I was getting two firsts in 2024, then I might be able to find a replacement for Jalen Hurts using those picks. And I might be more open to that offer. Um, somebody just asked me in the chat if I'm sick. I'm sorry that you're sick, Andrew. I am not sick at all. I am, uh, although it is no fun. I did also have up there, we just needed six more likes like five minutes ago to get another chat question answered. It's 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 really pretty simple, guys. You just smash the like button. I told Dave that we were going to get to 100 likes before we answered a question, and Dave really didn't believe in you guys. Dave said, I, I, I don't know if we'll get <laughs> no. to 100 likes. You got to prove. I just wanted to answer a lot of questions. Prove Dave wrong. Show him how much you like him. There's 60 likes. Thank you. Let's do a couple of, uh, instead of questions, a couple, we got a couple of grade the trade questions. And Dave and I kind of disagreed on the last one. Oh, I know why someone thought I was sick. I coached eight youth basketball games over the weekend and yelled a lot. And the voice is just, just kind of trying to hang on right now. Receive Devontae Adams and give a 2024 late first and a 2024 late third. This is Sam. So you're trading a 2024 first and third, and you say late, and I hope you're right, for Devontae Adams. If I'm trying to win now, I'd rather have Adams. Absolutely. Whichever team is trying to win now should should be the team that has Adams. This is exactly the type of trade that I would like to make. And I think for the person giving him up, I don't know that I would expect to really – like if I I could get a first and a second, that would be better – but I wouldn't expect much more than that. Adams could be one year away from what we were just talking about, DeAndre Hopkins' value. Right. Do you remember how I told you that just for fun I was going to reach out to the a manager in our dynasty league about whether he'd give me Madison for DeAndre Hopkins? Yes. I asked him. He responded. He said, and remember, he's the one who has Madison and I have Hopkins. Yeah. Right now, I would wait to see if Cook gets cut. It's such a lottery ticket. And I think that that's the sentiment that most dynasty managers would have. Uh, that have Madison on their team. They want to see what happens before they make a move with them. We are not running the triangle offense, but we did receive a comp. We played a team. I, I got to compliment the, the team Spates over in St. Petersburg, Florida. Dave, you remember Maurice Spates won a national championship yes. for the Gators, won an NBA championship with the Warriors, ran up against his team and, and played them two times this weekend, and just, three times, and just got destroyed. But they were very complimentary about our team and how well coached they were. So that was nice of them to say, Heath, low post presence Cummings. That was only because I could not shoot from more than four feet. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Let's see. I think we had one more trade question. So we are all in on trading that first and third for Devontae Adams. And I also think it is absolutely fine to sell him for that if you're rebuilding. I took over a 12-team Superflex Orphan. I am rebuilding and I have four 2024 firsts and seconds. Hey, that's cool. Would you trade Jaden Reed, Rasheed Rice, and Tank Bigsby for 2024 seconds or hold? This just depends on how you felt about the players coming in, right, Dave? I think right now I'd probably hold Reed and Bigsby and I would sell Rice. Um, But I'd be... More apt to sell Bigsby than Rice. You would, but did you like Rice before, or is that just a product of being on the Chiefs? And Rice is a product of being on the Chiefs, and specifically, he's an outside receiver. Tell me who's got the best shot of being still on this Chiefs team in three years who could be the outside receiver for them? Um, no, nobody, um, including Rice. You don't think Rice has a chance? I don't. Who's the no, best? Somebody be has to have team. the best chance. Heath. Who has the best chance to still be on the Chiefs? In 2025. I think Rasheed Rice is the only one. No, he and Sky Moore are equal. But Sky Moore is more of a slot guy, isn't he? I think so. We didn't see him play on the field enough to know what position the Chiefs (laughs) think he should play. Um, One more. Take Lamar in the third or wait for Fields in the fourth. That's not a dynasty question, but we're going to be nice to PJ and answer it anyway. Uh, Let's let's look both directions because I want to go back to Hurts and include Fields in that. Do you have any concern in a six-point per passing touchdown league that either Fields or Hurts has the injury problems we've had with Lamar the last two years? Fields, for sure. And Fields, I think the clock could tick on him pretty quickly if he has a, if he's as efficient or less efficient as a passer this year. 
remember the Bears have a first round pick from Carolina plus their own first round pick. They can make a move in the 2024 draft to get a quarterback to replace Justin Fields if Fields doesn't get the job done this year. Uh, this front office and coaching staff did not pick Fields. They're not tied to him. The team couldn't move on from him. If he just has another, yeah, he was. He wasn't great as a passer. I mean, you can just look at the stats and see that for yourself. He was very good in the red zone. It was because he was schemed up very well in the red zone. All the talk out of Chicago is that he's processing defenses much better now than he was a year ago. His footwork is better. His accuracy is better. Somehow getting DJ Moore on his team probably helped his accuracy quite a bit. I'm really looking forward to seeing him next week. If he takes that step forward, He's going to be solid. He'll be the Bears' starting quarterback for at least two more seasons. I think Hurts has a little bit more longevity. As for injury concern, yeah, I think Fields, is he's not a big dude. He's not physical like Hurts. I think that he could absolutely miss time because of injury. I wouldn't bake that into his profile too much. I'd be more concerned about this being a make-or-break year for Justin Fields. And as far as redraft goes, I'd still rather have Fields than Jackson. Yeah, I, I- – I, I go back and forth on those two, and I don't have a strong, <clears throat> really a strong opinion on that. I, I do think that it's less about body composition for these guys and more about the fact that their coaches have them running the ball 10 times per game. That like the, the, I know Jalen Hurts was much more successful as a passer than Justin Fields, but his team's not running him any less. He's still running the ball 10 times a game, and if that continues to happen— it, I'll say I'd say the same thing for Josh Allen. He's not running that much. He's got to run less. He he cannot Agreed. keep taking these hits. Cam Newton was still exceptional until about this point that Josh Allen's at in his career. There's only so many hits you can take in the NFL and continue to play quarterback. We are five likes away from 80, which means we're 25 likes away from 100. I was going to tell Dave that we're just going to answer questions until we get to 100. And then I realized that would be motivation for them to stop liking. So maybe we'll stop answering questions if we don't get to 100 pretty soon. But we do have a few more trades that are coming in. Caleb Williams and Justin Fields on the same team. I'm not sure exactly. No, he's what saying that means. If, if Fields doesn't have a good year. Oh. No, they would obviously trade Fields for whatever they could get. And they'd move on to Williams or May as the theoretical top two quarterbacks in the 2024 draft. Here's something we don't see very often. A veteran traded for a veteran. Usually it's it's old for young or if it's running back. Here it's running back for wide receiver, but both old. Aaron Jones for Keenan Allen in a 12-team super flex start nine. Does that sound like a good deal? I would get Jones. I think if you need a running back, Jones is – the side that you want to be on. In fact, I can't really vouch for the Keenan Allen side in dynasty because all it, all it's going to take for him is one more year of him not playing 17 games or not being uh, a target hog. And it's over. Whereas I think Aaron Jones can probably squeeze out two, three more seasons. Maybe no, maybe just I don't think at all. Maybe just two more seasons where I, he can be helpful. Is, is 31 Older than 28, if the guy who's 31 is a receiver and the guy who's 28 is a running they're, back? That, they're both up there. I think and it's the, the same age. Keenan Allen, it just feels like he's just not a lock to play even 14 games. I, I think it's a very good deal if you're deep at wide receiver and you need running back. That's excellent. If this is a perfect example if we have two contenders who have competing needs, making a deal that makes their team better and not being concerned with the fact that you made the other team better. I do you know do, how old Aaron Jones is? I, I believe he will be 28 when the season starts. He'll be 28 when the season starts and then 29 in December. So I will alter my answer and pretty much go with your answer. For whatever reason, I thought he was like 26 and then 27. So I'm living two years in the past on Aaron Jones, apparently. Uh, bad guy says, I'm 28 in running back years. Yes, I definitely felt like that the day after getting back from the tournament. Here's a good one. Damian Pierce and a 2024 second or Ken Walker. Oh, boy. I think I'd rather have Walker. I just think that he's a little bit better of a talent. I do like the situation for Pierce better. Both these guys feel like they could be one year away from being like out of the picture for their respective teams. Oh, absolutely. And I think like 
I have been on the, with Damian Pierce, with Isaiah Pacheco, with Brian Robinson, like those guys are the guys the past five years who have been replaced right after they have a good year. It happened with James Robinson. It happened for a half a season with Michael Carter. Like it's happened to a lot of guys. Still, Ken Walker might be replaced this year. I like Damian Pierce more this year than I do Ken Walker. The only hope that I have is that Walker has a longer future. I I currently in Dynasty have Walker as RB11, Damian Pierce as RB12. I'd take the 2024 second, and I'd take Damian Pierce in that deal. Anthony asks, what can I get for Derrick Henry? A year older than Aaron Jones, still remarkable when he has the ball in his hand. Dave, we talked earlier about how we like the first-round pick for Devontae Adams. We don't think, though, you can get a first-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Where is Derrick Henry on that scale? Because he's definitely 32 or 33 in wide receiver years. It's a second-round pick. I think that that would be a fair expectation to get in exchange. Or what I might do is go after a veteran player, kind of like what we saw in the Aaron Jones versus Keenan Allen trade. Go find a receiver. Would you give him up for Hopkins straight up? You probably wouldn't. Would you give him up for Keenan Allen straight up? Probably not. So you're looking for an older wide receiver, Devontae Adams? Maybe you can get him. You might have to throw in a pick, maybe, because you figure that Adams will last in the league a few years more than mm-hmm. Derrick Henry. But I, I almost think you're 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 kind of stuck with Derrick Henry. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh darn, stuck with Derrick Henry, stuck with a running back who's still getting the job done at a at a quality level, who can give me top twelve running back production for as long as he's involved in the Titans offense. I, I will say as far as Hopkins and Adams and Henry go, and most players, if you're talking about trading them for a pick to a contender, I would wait. Nobody's scoring fantasy points right now. Nobody's playing games right now. I think Derrick Henry, you'll have a better chance of getting a late first round pick if you get a team that's five and one or six and two and loses a running back for the season. And it's, will you give your first round pick to try to go win a championship right now, as opposed to, will you win your first round, give up your first round pick to air upgrade from Damian Pierce to Derrick Henry at running back. It's easier if they're in it and they just lost somebody. And it's easier if you've seen Derrick Henry look like Derrick Henry for four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks into the season versus right now where you, you can't say with 100% certainty that Derrick Henry is going to be same old Derrick Henry. So I, I'm with you on that. I would wait. And then would I give up the late first, knowing that my team's going to do well this year to get Derrick Henry? Yeah, I might. Really so depends Dave, on what my overall situation is. I'm going to, I'm going to give the people watching a chance to determine how many more questions we're answering. So we're going to, we're going to go definitely for another three minutes to 45 minutes. But if we get 100 likes, because and if, if you we're over 80 now, if you can get us to 100 likes, we'll, we'll add another five minutes, get to a few more questions. We're up to 85 now. So it's just 15 more likes in the next three minutes. You can do that. We got a question here about Juwan Johnson. Somebody pandering not, Heath on today. I, show. It's not, I wouldn't call it pandering. I'm, but I'm it waiting is. for the begging. I would not call it pandering, but it is. Uh, save, save this for the draft a thought. Juwan Johnson is somebody I've not talked about, I don't think once, all, sum, all, all summer long, So, or really in the spring. Is he okay. a waste of time in a 10-team league? I hear he's running Julian Edelman's route tree, Dave. Is he going to see Julian Edelman targets as the tight end for the Saints, or is he going to lose his job to Foster Moreau? I, think, I don't think he's going to lose his job to Foster Moreau. I think he's going to – Derek Carr might see him as, as a Darren Waller type of target, which is exactly what he is. 27 years old, he'll be 28 before the season ends, averaged 8.4 PPR fantasy points per game last year, and did have some pockets of really good games. But as, as long as Michael Thomas is healthy, and you know Chris Olave is going to do his thing, I, I just I worry about Jawan Johnson being – I think he's going to be lower than 8.4 PPR points per game, to be honest with you. He might have a lot of games with two catches and a touchdown, and he might have a lot of games with four catches for 50 yards and no touchdowns. I I think this is happening in some leagues, um, definitely in tight end premium leagues. Rookie-only drafts, Dalton Kincaid, had a period of time where really rocketed up. Is he worth a top-five pick, Dave? And let's say if it was tight end premium, because I think I know your answer to the first part of that question. Even if it's tight end premium, I'd, I'd hesitate to get Dalton Kincaid with a top five pick. And I would defer to your tight end rule, your rookie tight end rule when it comes to rookie only drafts and, and when to acquire them. 
Just wait 18 months. You want to wait until about September of their second year. And then the the fantasy manager that drafted them used a first round rookie pick, has not gotten anything out of them yet. And they'll feel a lot better by giving them up. Now, I'll, I'll add this. I think I'll make an exception to that rule next year when Brock Bowers is in the draft. The Georgia tight end is just, he is, he looks to be like an unstoppable player. And I, I, I don't know if we use that word with Kyle Pitts. When Pitts came out, we liked him a lot. Definitely saw the talent. I think Bowers is better than Pitts. We are at Thomas. Thomas sent me a, a message here. 92 likes at 1147. We're at 96 likes and we've got about 30 seconds left. I'm sure you guys are going to get us four more likes in the next 30 seconds, right? It, uh, of course, Dave. Thoughts on Dak as a starter in one QB league? If I'm looking to contend, I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to be the high guy on him too. I'm a little bit worried about just the amount of passes he'll throw. I think that that offense is going to try and slow it down this year. Not necessarily run it more, but just not play at the same type of breakneck pace that a lot of other teams do. And they didn't necessarily do that all that often last year, anyway. I think he could finish as a top 12 quarterback. He's he's not bad. Uh, when you're drafting him, it's going to be a late round pick. If it's a dynasty league and you have him, you can't really acquire anybody else that could be better. Like, would you go after Aaron Rodgers if you've got Dak Prescott? Uh, I don't know how much of an upgrade, if that's even an upgrade at all. Grade the trade Calvin Ridley for Jaden Reed. I think, Dave, you're the Jaden Reed guy. Get Calvin Ridley for Jaden Reed and Isaiah Pacheco. The problem is I'm also a Calvin Ridley guy. So I would rather have Ridley than Reed. And I, I don't know if I, I like Reed a lot. I don't know if he'll ever ascend to the level of Calvin Ridley. So I think I'd rather keep Calvin Ridley for what could be two, three more good years of production versus Jaden Reed, who might be a steady number three receiver someday. But I don't think he'll begin this, his career as one. 101 likes, Dave. Pandering works. It, it worked for Matt Weber. We just we just saw it. He was in saying we had 95 likes, and I can't even get my trade question answered. And so we answered his trade question. I begged for likes. We're going five more minutes. How do you feel about Deshaun Watson and Dynasty? We talked about this yesterday as well in terms of redraft, about how I would have a really hard time keeping Deshaun Watson outside of my top five quarterbacks if they go spend $20 million on DeAndre Hopkins and he's got a receiving core that's DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, and Elijah Moore. I would just assume that the whole Kevin Stefanski is a run-heavy play caller is right. no longer a thing that exists and Watson is going to the moon. Right now, that's not happened yet. I have a really difficult time ranking Watson with the rookie quarterbacks with Kyler Murray, with two, I think he's right in that range. I think anywhere between nine and 14 is fine to rank him in Dynasty. Where are you at, Dave? And he's still 27 years old. He'll turn 28 this year, so younger than Aaron Jones. That's good to know. Uh, I would be worried about Stefanski and how he calls plays. We've now had a four-year sample size of him calling plays. Uh, with the Vikings in 2019, 51% pass, and then in the three years after in Cleveland, 52, 54, and 52% pass. And it wasn't like he went pass heavy with Deshaun Watson even at the end of last year well, when did Watson Did you see Deshaun Watson again. throw the ball? Of course he, no, he didn't the, last year. The last two games of the year, Watson, not that he necessarily threw the ball well in those games. His right. fantasy production was better in those last two games. I'm a little worried about Deshaun Watson. Even with the, the changes that they've added uh, with Elijah Moore coming in and all that stuff, maybe I would change my tune if DeAndre Hopkins did go to Cleveland. But I, I, I can't I can't get behind it to the level where he's better, clearly better than the quarterbacks you just named. So you would take him you would take CJ Stroud over him in Dynasty in a vacuum? I think I would. I'm I'm a fan of Stroud, and I think Stroud can certainly last a lot longer than Watson will in the league. And it wouldn't surprise me if they were close in fantasy points as soon as this year. What about Tua? Tua, I might not be able to do. You know what the deal is with with Tua. And last one is Dak. Dak or Deshaun Watson. Dak is will be thirty at the start of the year, so three years older. Some similar concerns. As long as Hopkins doesn't go to Cleveland, I think I'd say Dak. Yeah, I've got I, I've got it. Tua, Stroud, Watson, Dak, and like I said, I would be hmm. perfectly fine with ranking Watson anywhere from nine through fourteen or fifteen. It's just so hard in your brain to hold both 
the image of Deshaun Watson as one of the best young quarterbacks in NFL history before the suspension and the last six games of last year, where frankly, he was probably worse than Jacoby Brissett. We've got another trade to grade here. Give Trevor Lawrence, get Deshaun Watson, Christian McCaffrey, and James Cook. Let's assume oh. this is this has got to be a two a super flex league. It has to be. Sense. If it's a one quarterback league, you wouldn't be answering the question. You would have already accepted the trade, right? And then like ran a sprint around the block of where you live. If in, even in a super flex, I think you take this trade. This is a trade that can help you win now. And with James Cook on your team, maybe it gives you a little bit of some upside in the future, too. We haven't talked about Alvin Kamara much. We have one minute left for your questions. Thank you guys for getting us to 100 likes. Thank you for all of your support cool. early in this show. It, it has been noticed, and we really do appreciate it. Once Kamara's suspension is announced, is he a buy-in dynasty at his rock-bottom price? I think if you need a running back that might be able to get you in the neighborhood of 12 PPR points per week as a floor. Uh, yeah, you could buy them. You should be able to get them relatively cheap, but it's got to be in the wake of that news. Now, a shrewd dynasty manager that's got Alvin Kamara on their team, unless they're in rebuild mode, they're not going to give him up. They're going to wait for him to come back, and they're going to hope that he's better than 12 PPR points per game. But there's a lot working against him this year. Uh, the suspension would be one of those things, obviously. But what happens when the New Orleans Saints get inside the five-yard line? Who who gets the ball? Yeah, no, I I, I think um, I think it's probably a mixture, as it always has been. There will be some Jamal Williams, there will be some Taysom Hill, there will be some Alvin Kamara. But for a good right. portion of his career, like even when he was an elite fantasy option, Mark Ingram was stealing ten touchdowns a season from him. I. I, my problem with this question, not with the question, but with the, the idea, is I think there's a chance if you really want to buy Kamara that you do it now because his fantasy manager has to be scared to death. He's going to be 28 years old at the start of the season. Mm. All those things you said, and we don't know how long the suspension's going to be. I think once the suspension's announced and we know that it's six games or eight games, it might rebound a little bit. Also, if you're going to sell, and I would, I would wait until his first game back or till the week before his first game back. And then immediately I would probably sell because mm. I do agree with you. There's a lot of concern. Kamara's value right now might be the rock bottom. But, but if you're a contending team mm – -hmm. Let's say you're a surprise contending team in your dynasty league, right? And you're a little thin at running back. I, I would think that you'd be able to get Kamara still at a depressed value the week that he does come back to, to help give you that like early second, what, early second, you. right? Early second rookie pick. Well, I mean, you don't know if it's going to, you're hoping that it's not going to be an early second rookie pick. You're going to give your second, but, but you might have I'm to just give more than that. in value. You can't, you're not going to get him for a, a second round pick if you're sitting there at eight and two. Okay. What if, right. What if, what if you gave up your first to get Camara and two seconds? I would need to see him play football and see what his role is before I'd be willing to do that. I totally get it. Yeah. That would that be is, the week after he comes back though. That is going to do it for the... Mailbag edition of Fantasy Football Today, Dynasty Dave. Thank you for all these questions that you answered. Commenters, thank you for all the questions and the likes. We will talk to now, you next Tuesday. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. How many times did he say like on this episode? You can go back and count. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Prize for the first person who gets it right.